Welcome to Scrum Dynamics, episode 28. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Scrum Dynamics. I'm Neil Benson, and my mission is to help you use the Scrum framework to successfully implement Microsoft business applications. Whether you're into Dynamics 365 customer engagement, ERP, or retail, talent, Power BI, Power Apps, or Flow, and whether you're a Microsoft customer or partner, my goal is to help you use the Scrum Agile Software Development Framework so that your project takes less time, costs less money, has fewer risks, and most of all, it's more fun for you and your project team. In this episode, we're going to be talking about estimating the work in a Scrum project. Specifically, we're going to be talking about story points. First of all, let's hear from my good friend, Sean Tabor, who has a question about using story points for estimating work. Over to you, Sean. So Neil, what's the best way to, to estimate effort on a project? Is it story points or actual hours? And don't they express the same thing? Aren't they the same? Thanks, Sean. I really appreciate you sending in your video, especially using a vertical video. Thanks, man. I guess in Florida, you have to keep your phone vertical so that if you're attacked by an alligator, you can use your phone to prop open its jaw and hold it wide enough open to escape. Clever thinking. So why use story points? Hey, Sean. The Scrum Guide says we should estimate product backlog items, but it doesn't say how. It's up to each Scrum team to figure out how. Let's look at some of the ways you could do it. First of all, you could just count the number of items. If you can refine your product backlog items into stories of a similar size, then all you need to do is to count the number of items in your backlog. Second, you could use time-based estimation like you're doing, Sean. You can estimate the amount of time it'll take to complete each product backlog item. Teams do this in days, sometimes ideal days, which is a day with no distractions, or sometimes in hours. Time-based estimation is an example of absolute estimation because you don't need to compare two stories in order to estimate either of them. You simply pick up a card and estimate how long it'll take to complete. Number three is using t-shirts. I've only done this once. T-shirt sizing is an example of relative estimation. You pick a baseline story against which every other story will be compared and you call that the baseline, maybe M for medium. And every other story is then a t-shirt size, bigger or smaller than your baseline, from XXS up to XXL. The fourth method is story points. Like t-shirt sizing, story pointing is a relative estimation method, but we're using an abstract concept of story points. We pick a baseline story, I call it a three-point story, and we estimate every other story relative to our baseline. So let's compare each of those four methods for a moment and um, see how they work on Dynamics 365 projects. First of all, counting cards. It's illegal in Vegas, but it's actually not a bad idea for backlog estimation. The downside is that it usually requires a fairly high-performing team to be able to refine their stories and know that each story is just about the same size as any other story. Your team could use another estimation method and then switch to counting cards later. It's very fast because you don't need to spend time estimating effort or counting up points anymore, which is great. 
The second one, time-based estimation is okay. We'll come back to it in a second. Number three, I don't like working with t-shirt sizing. As I mentioned, I've used it only once because you can't add up the results. If someone asks you, how much work is there left in the backlog? And you tell them it's six smalls, three mediums, four extra larges, and one extra extra large, no one is going to have a clue what that means. So I don't use t-shirt sizes. Number four, I think story points are awesome for Dynamics 365 teams, and I recommend them to all Microsoft Business Application teams. Why do I not recommend using time-based estimates? Well, Sean, here are my top five reasons. Number one, what's included in your estimate? We see this a little bit with story pointing, but a lot more with time estimating. No one is sure if all the work necessary to get the story done is included in the estimate. Is it just the configuration or the custom development effort? Does it include analysis? What about design or testing effort? Time-based estimations are absolute, so it's important to get this right. Story points are relative, so it's usually not as critical. Number two, using time-based estimates encourages me to estimate how long it would take me to complete the work, not how long it will take our team. If I have a lot of experience and I know exactly what's needed to get it done, I'll estimate low. And if I don't understand the story or I don't know how to do it, I'll estimate higher than average. Given that our Scrum team has three to nine developers, I'm unlikely to be the person implementing this story. So I shouldn't be estimating it based on my experience or skill level. But that's just a lot more tempting to do with time-based estimation. Number three, our velocity will change over time. As a team, the amount of work we can get done within our sprint will change. All other things staying the same, we'd expect our velocity to increase slightly over time as we improve our practices and our velocity rises. How can we explain to our product owner that we used to do 25 days worth of work in a sprint and now we're going to do 30? In this scenario, we'd need a conversion factor to convert a day's worth of work into elapsed days. And that's just going to get really confusing really quickly and lead to planning errors later down the track. If we change our definition of done, we don't need to re-estimate all of our items if we're using story points, but we probably would need to re-estimate them if we're using time-based estimates. Let's say your team decides to include writing or updating a design document in your systems wiki for every story from now on. Using story points, you can keep all your estimates, but using time-based estimates, do you really want to re-estimate every story in your backlog to take into account this expanded definition of done? I don't think so. Number four, humans are better at relative estimation. Studies have shown that we're better at estimating the relative size of things than we are at estimating the absolute size of things. Let me give you an example. Sean, what is the land area of New Zealand? No, what's the land area of Australia? Not many people would be able to accurately estimate the area of New Zealand. Sean, you guessed it correctly. 258,021 square kilometers. And Australia, 7,692,024 square kilometers. Instead, if I asked you how many times bigger is Australia than New Zealand, most people would find relative estimation easier and arrive at an estimate close to 30 times. Australia is 30 times bigger than New Zealand. What about India? 
It's half the size of Australia at 3.2 million square kilometres. So if we were to use India as our baseline country, then Australia is twice as big, and Russia is five times the size of India at 17.13 million square kilometres. Don't know if that includes Crimea or not. Number five, estimating in story points is faster. Studies of scrum teams have shown that story pointing is faster than estimating in hours or days. Teams who estimate in time tend to have to take their discussion down quite a few levels in order to agree on an estimate. All that discussion takes time, and time estimates make it feel like you're giving a firm commitment for exactly how long it's going to take for you to develop a feature. This is especially true if you're writing a proposal or responding to an RFP and all the estimates have to be signed off and approved. One study showed that story point estimating could be done in about 20% of the time it took for time-based estimates. So there you go, Sean. There are at least four ways to estimate work in your Scrum team. Counting cards, estimating in time, estimating in t-shirt sizes, or estimating in story points. You should use story points, Sean, because they are relative, and that has several advantages. It's less critical to agree on exactly what type of work is needed, and they're more team-based than individual, which helps you reach consensus quickly. Story point estimates don't need to be adjusted as our velocity changes, especially if we add a new definition of done or change our team composition. And humans are better at relative estimation, and estimating in points is faster than hours or days, especially in a pre-sales situation. Boom, there you have it. Thanks very much. Sean, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast at customary.com slash Scrum Dynamics. And remember, if you want to leave me a question, just like Sean, you can send me a video at scrum at customary.com. That's the word customer with a Y on the end, .com. Or visit my website and click on the send voicemail button. Thanks very much. I'll see you next time. I really appreciate listening. Bye for now.